0: Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Native Deodorant. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code GHOST during checkout. 20% off your first purchase, nativedeodorant.com, use promo code GHOST during checkout. Have you ever described a job you had as a nightmare? Maybe it was a crazy demanding boss, a nutty coworker, or just insane everything. If you've ever had a workplace where you had to say, you can't make this shit up on a daily basis, we want to hear about it. Anonymously, of course, on our new podcast, Office Horror Stories. Each week, we'll play back your calls, read your stories, and discuss the craziest, most extreme, and intense workplaces of all time. But to do that, we need your stories. If you have a crazy workplace story in your past or maybe even present... Tell us about it anonymously. Just call toll-free 1-833-HATE-JOB. That's 833-HATE-JOB. Or write in your story on our website, officehorrorstories.com. We don't want your name. We don't want the name of the workplace. We just want your story. So you can go ahead and let it all out anonymously. Call toll-free 833 hate job that's 1-833-HATE-JOB or write in your story on our website officehorrorstories.com that's officehorrorstories.com now you have an outlet to share the craziness that is or was your office then stay tuned as we launch the new podcast office horror stories this fall tell us your story now at HorrorStories.com. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, where spirits drawn in by a small flame. One group of friends live to tell the story of a Halloween night they'll never forget. And is it a ghost or an elusive roommate that lurks in the shadow of an old apartment? Those stories and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now. 855-853-4802 Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You're about to enter the world of the unknown And quite possibly the undead This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to call in and share your Real Ghost Story 24-7. Write in on the website realghoststoriesonline.com And if you really like the show and you want to get all the bonus material, brand new bonus episodes every single week, advanced episodes which are commercial free, uh, as well as all sorts of other great material there for you, Uh, become a supporter of the show and EPP, an extra podcast person, just go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com same content in both places different uh, platforms and interfaces depending on what uh, what you prefer to uh, to get all that content so uh, check it out and keep us on the air Tony and Jenny Brisky joining you once
1: again. Hi how are you
0: Good and how are you this fine day
1: I'm doing well thanks
0: that's uh, that's good Halloween getting uh, closer and closer uh, as this airs it's into uh, I think we're around September about September. Yeah, I, I I don't know what day of the week it is, uh, but we obviously we record the episodes uh, about a week or two, uh, or I don't know, maybe a little more in advance considering the day it is today. Uh, but uh, but uh, Halloween not far away. We were wandering around the uh, the stores. Uh, it's always like this weird, not weird, but it's a tradition that uh, that I have with uh, with Harper. Ever since she was like two, it was uh, we went to I think it was Menards and she, she was two and she picked up this giant skull mm-hmm. like the size of her and I took a picture of it and ever since then it's the first place we, we see Halloween stuff out I take a picture of her with the Halloween stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have like this whole like you know step by step as she grows <laughs> up uh, of her with the Halloween stuff up until the age of God knows what, maybe sixty something mm-hmm. uh when I kick it, and then uh she'll go to my grave and then have a picture of uh, herself with the grave stick a selfie. <laughs> I hope selfies are, are are not a thing by uh by that point in time, but who yeah. knows who really knows uh you've seen some of the Halloween stuff out in the stores now mm-hmm. uh anything anything catch your eye yet this year?
1: No, not really. It looks to me so far what I've seen. Um, Pretty much the same stuff as last year.
0: I'm not overwhelmed by anything.
1: No, I'm not. And I'm actually underwhelmed. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you look for the creepy stuff. I look more for like the, you know, fall harvest scarecrow pumpkin kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And you like more skulls and zombies and things like that
0: yeah and a lot of the stuff so far this year that i've seen i mean we haven't gone to like the halloween superstore type thing but everything at like the crafty stores that years past they have had some zombie-ish stuff it's it almost seems like it's getting kind of cartoony like i've seen a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that are like nightmare before christmas or even like little mermaid
1: yeah like i saw an ursula thing one of the stores this is not halloween no i mean if you want to dress up as ursula for halloween sure but i'm not going to hang an ursula on my front door because it's halloween
0: you don't want to do an ursula in the no uh, little mermaid theme yard for halloween no what if we did like a really bad dark little mermaid theme yard where like ariel's dead and like one part of the yard has just the fin and then (laughs) the other part is the upper torso of ariel I, and and there's like something in the middle that clearly ripped her apart. Yeah. I that would be fun. I don't think so. Kids would like that.
1: I don't think our kids would like that at all. The
0: kids have to walk through the the crime scene uh, <laughs> to get to the candy. Like the bowl of candy is like, oh, what if the bowl of candy is sitting in, like in the fin?
1: Uh-huh. No.
0: <laughs> or even more, it, the, the candy is pouring out of the inside of... Oh, that's of Ariel's fin and you just go up there and you can take as much as you want but you have to go to the, no. the torso of Ariel.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> it's a
0: little disturbing. Uh, and there's, somebody, there's an idea, someone. Go for it. Send us pictures. Uh, especially, <laughs> especially the reaction shots. That's what we really want. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first one. It says, Hey there, love the show. Thought I'd share my story. Throughout the years my sister and I have worked out. Uh, we were both able to do Automatic writing, the ability to use writing instruments to allow a spirit to make contact via writing or scribbles. It isn't limited to writing, though. If we channel a spirit and hold onto an item, the item moves. This began many years ago when, as a laugh, we tried a seance. Well, that ability had gone from strength to strength since, given that it feels incredibly powerful and something very creepy that we rarely do it. On one occasion, my sister and I used a matchbox to make contact. We slipped out a little box that holds the matches and each put one finger inside the outer cardboard shell of the matches, the part with the strip you used to strike the match on the side, and we contacted a spirit, although we couldn't have any actual uh, dialogue given it was just a matchbox. The box just moved about rather violently. It even forced our hand holding the box up and hit our poor dog in the top of the head. We decided we better let this one go. It had a dark feeling about the spirit. So we put our matches box back together and carried on about our day. About 20 minutes later, I went outside to have a cigarette. As at the time, I still smoked. Without giving it a thought, I grabbed the same box of matches we had just used and headed outside. Sat down, put the cigarette in my mouth, struck a match. Instantly, I felt an overwhelming burning heat to my fingers. And the whole box of matches lit up. The pain was so sharp and sudden, out of instinct, I threw the box across the patio. And gathered myself, checked my fingers. They were bright red and felt like I just burnt myself on a hot stove. Then I went over and looked at the matches. Inside the box, every single match was burnt out, except for the one I had just tried to light. It was still unused and lying on the ground. This incident scared me off for a very long time to try to make any contact at all. It was very, very unsettling. Over the years since, my sister and I often experienced odd occurrences when we're together. Once we're talking about our late grandmother, and we both suddenly smelled roses, beautiful and very strong. Roses were her favorite flower. That experience was quite lovely. We like to think she was saying, hello. Love your show. Thanks again, Aaron.
1: I don't know that we've talked about it in a while, but that's one of those things we should mention, that it doesn't really matter what you use to mm-hmm. contact spirits, it's the intent, mm-hmm. and this goes to show even a matchbox can be used.
0: I guess I'm not super familiar with this concept of using, uh, you know, what is it about the matchbox? Is it, why? What, what does that do? What, what exactly are they doing with that matchbox That to to, to, to contact?
1: I don't really know either, but I mean, if the intent is there mm-hmm. and maybe they spoke some sort of, you know, do this with this, if mm-hmm. you're here kind of thing.
0: I can manip- like manipulate this? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Then maybe, you know, that's what they were trying or it sounded almost like they were all touching it like a planchette, but mm-hmm. I don't really know what they were using unless it had, they had a sheet of paper with letters. But either way, the point is you can pretty much use anything if the intent is there.
0: Do you need multiple people involved to what does that make it more likely that something's going to happen where uh, two people are forced, you know, focusing their energy uh, on this task at hand versus just one person standing there going, oh, hey, if you're around, make yourself known. Is there is there strength in numbers, essentially?
1: I don't know. Um, I know you can definitely do it by yourself Mm -hmm. as far as contacting spirits, but I don't know that they draw on the energy of multiple people.
0: I want to be, it's obviously like a Ouija board. That's not like a one person activity.
1: No, but there are people that try it by themselves Mm -hmm. and, and try to communicate. It's just, it's a little easier to, I guess, convince yourself that something outside of you is moving the planchette. If there's multiple people touching it, whereas it could just be your, you know, consciously or Mm -hmm. subconsciously moving this thing around to what you hope it says.
0: Yeah. See, I'd be more convinced if I was by myself when the thing started moving by, you know, Mm -hmm. just me touching it. But I suppose that increases the odds of them selling more Ouija boards, assuming that there's greater odds that you're going to have an asshole friend that's going to move it around themselves to make everyone else think that it's moving. Um, That probably happens more so than actual uh, spirits moving it. Mm -hmm. I'm in no way dismissing it being moved by spirits. But I'm thinking... I don't know. What are the... Uh, you hear a lot of... The only Ouija board stories you really hear about are the ones where shit actually happens. Right. So often it's it's just like... I mean, anytime I tried it as a kid, which is like once, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know for a lot of people, that's the story. It's like nothing happened. But I don't know what the odds are there. It's like one in 20, it works or... I don't high, know. I don't know. I, I, I'd be there's I don't know, experiment. but when it
1: works, it really, really works.
0: That's an experiment that they should do sometime at, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a, a, a day camp for kids or something. No. Everybody get the Ouija board out and see which ones work.
1: Terrible idea.
0: How often do you think people, um, <laughs> what, what is the return, uh, what's the reviews look like on Ouija boards on uh, on Amazon? It, wasn't that a thing once? If I recall, like a couple of years ago, somebody, yeah, it was. There was a a Ouija board that came out that was marketed towards girls. It was mm-hmm. suit, like hot pink, yeah. And the planchette looked like it was Barbie-ish or something. And I remember there were so many like hilarious reviews about it. I was just curious as to what the reviews would be.
1: I don't know. I, I would bet you have it returned mostly because people feel like nothing happens, but you mm-hmm. probably have some reviews where they returned it because they want whatever they contacted to go away. Sure. So I don't know
0: are those Ouija boards that are then returned and then they're sold at uh, big lots (laughs) maybe (laughs) I don't know I don't know if they take return I'm talking like the type of stores that sell you know returned items Uh, do you have you know more odds that uh, something's going to be going on with that because it wasn't closed properly
1: I don't know, maybe.
0: I wonder if that ups your, your chances. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a couple of seconds. First, I want to thank our supporter today, Native, specifically their Native deodorant. I love this stuff. Native is a company that creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in their bathrooms every single day. More than 8,000 five-star reviews from their customers you can check out if you need a little extra convincing uh, on how good their uh, their products are. I love the Native deodorant. It's formulated without uh, stuff you probably shouldn't be rubbing on your body, like aluminum, Paraben. Talic. None of that's in there. Yes, it's it's filled with natural ingredients found in nature. Stuff that's actually going to be good for being a deodorant. Like antimicrobial properties of coconut oil. Shea butter for moisturizing. uh, Tapioca starch absorbing wetness. It's good stuff. They don't test on animals. Free shipping and returns. It is an excellent product. Uh, Please do check it out. In fact, you get 20% off your first purchase. Let's go to nativedeodorant.com. Use our promo code GHOST, G-H-O-S-T, during checkout. 20% off your first purchase. Purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com, promo code GHOST. This is a great product. If you're looking for a deodorant that's going to just work for you, you're not going to have to be like, oh, when I saw that uh, thing on Dateline the other night about uh, deodorants, you don't have to feel like, oh, my God, was I using that? No, because you're not. You're using the good one. You're using <laughs> you're using the quality one that uses natural ingredients, native deodorant. No risk to try free returns and exchanges in the U.S., like I said. Check it out for yourself. Wide variety of scents for men and women. Uh, new release, limited edition, seasonal scents throughout the year. Uh, Uh, They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda-free formula, too, for those with sensitivities. So, do check it out. 20% off your first purchase, nativedeodorant.com. Use promo code GHOST during checkout. 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code GHOST. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your story with us, let's go to our next letter. It says, my story starts on a Halloween night. My best friend Susan wanted to have a girls' night, so I thought it was Halloween. I wanted to get scared, so I went to a local mall and I bought a Ouija board. Later that night, us three girls were watching old scary movies we had seen numerous times and the kids had stopped going around trick-or-treating. We were bored and I suggested we do something new and scary. I told Susan and another girl named Sarah that I bought a Ouija board earlier. Susan suggested we go to a local graveyard. It was the size of two football fields big. We all jumped into my car and headed to the graveyard. We had just pulled into the front of the graveyard and found this huge oak tree standing on the right side of the road. We stopped and got out. We all sat in a circle under the oak tree. There was a full moon and it shined perfectly onto the board. We started asking questions like girls would who I was going to get to marry and How many kids was Susan going to have, etc.? It was her turn to ask a question. She knew me and my past and looked at me and then down at the board and asked it, What's Elizabeth's biological mother's name? It started to spell A-N-G-E-L. At the time, I didn't know what her name was. She then asked if I had any siblings. The pointer slid to the number three. I giggled and was about to ask a question when Sarah looked at me and said, Let me ask one more question. I told her, Fine, and she closed her eyes and asked, Did anyone die a horrible death? As soon as she finished the question, I shoved her and said, Are you nuts? We're in a graveyard, of course. There's probably been plenty of people who've died a horrible death. Suddenly, we all three heard a woman screaming this horrible, awful scream from the back left corner of the graveyard. I was the first one up, and heading to my car, we all gathered into the car, and I drove away as fast as I could. We continued to drive to shake that awful experience. We decided to go up and stop and see some friends. We got there. We told them what had happened to us. There was a girl there who was interested and wanted to go and see if something will happen again. We left and headed back to the same spot. We all sat back under a huge oak tree and placed our fingertips on the pointer and started asking about the woman. The pointer started going really slow. We heard rustling on the same side that we were sitting. The girl, with the girl that we brought back with us. And I looked into the shrubs. We heard the rustling coming from. There was a black shadow figure. It was standing by a tree at the edge of the shrubs. It got onto its hands and knees and started crawling. Then it went to its belly and it shrunk down to nothing. That was it. We ran to my car. We dropped the girl back off and headed back to my best friend's house. When we first had entered the graveyard, it was 12 a.m. It was 3 a.m. when we finally laid down for bed. My best friend and Sarah were in bed and I made a pallet on the floor. I just drifted off to sleep when I was awoken to the same scream for the graveyard. I sat up and looked at the girls to see if they were pranking me, but they both were passed out. I finally shook the goosebumps off and went back to bed. That morning, I told the girls what had happened. They didn't hear the woman scream that night in the bedroom. I was so unnerved I left and headed back to my house. Nothing happened until that night I'm lying in bed and I heard that scream. It plagued me for months, every night being woken up to hearing that god-awful scream. It didn't stop though, it got worse. I started smelling this nasty rotten egg smell and then I heard the scream. I knew it would come if I finally fell asleep. I prayed it would just go away. It finally came to a head. I was lying in bed and had drifted off to sleep when I felt like someone had sat down on the end of my bed. I opened my eyes and what I saw was this woman in her mid-80s dressed in a black lace dress with a black hat and a black lace veil covering most of her face. She turned and looked at me. I was in full panic mode, but I couldn't move. She opened her mouth and there was a rotten egg smell and then the scream came out of her mouth. I looked at her and saw what looked like part of her face. Her face was burned badly. I pulled the blanket around me and said she wasn't welcome here and needed to leave. I never saw her again, but the smell and the out-of-body scream lasted a few weeks later. I left the Ouija board in my trunk because my family is very religious. One night after Halloween, I had left from hanging out with my best friend and I had a flat tire Pulled into a local grocery store parking lot and saw a gas station right with a small hill. When I walked in, I asked if there was a man who could help me put the tire on my Jeep. The guy followed me to the car and got the spare out. And when the guy saw the Ouija board, he asked if he could have it. I said, sure, since he helped replace my tire. After a couple days, I went back to the gas station to see how he was doing, and I asked one of the ladies there. When I described what the guy looked like. The woman said, no such boy was working with him. I don't know who or what happened to him either, but I never had the issue ever again.
1: That's a good one. Yeah, it is. I like that one a lot.
0: So, a lot to decompress there. Mm-hmm. Everything from the, the creepy lady in the cemetery or the creepy shadow figure and the scream and then seeing it in the house, mm-hmm. is it all connected? I think so. Yeah. But what is the connection? with the boy at the grocery store.
1: I don't know. Maybe he just wanted the Ouija board, but I, it, that would be quite a feat for a um, a ghost to change a tire.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I feel like, you know, maybe he was a real person. Mm-hmm. Maybe he really wasn't who he said he was. Like maybe he doesn't really work there, but he wanted to be helpful. I don't know.
0: It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not it's definitely creepy there's something unexplained and bizarre going on there that they don't know who this guy was that was working there and and where he came and and all that but but I'm trying to figure out the connection other than the fact that he wanted the Ouija board
1: Mm mm-hmm It's bizarre. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for sharing that one. That's a good Halloween story. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online if you want to share your real ghost story with us. Next one says, This is the first time I've sat down and written about the experiences that I've had, and I tend to ramble on, so I apologize in advance. I'll start off by saying that I'm a believer in spirits and have been since I was quite young, despite my parents trying to uh, get me... To not believe as a child First experience that I can remember was when I was about seven years old I was in the backyard playing on the swing set My sister and brother were somewhere else My mom was in the house I'm happily swinging away When I heard a very stern, almost harsh sounding older woman call my name I looked up and continued to swing When I heard it again This time the voice almost sounded mad I jumped off the swing and went inside to see if mom had called me She looked at me like I was nuts and said everything was fine and to go and play again. But I wouldn't go back into the backyard and wouldn't let my younger siblings back there either. About an hour later, my neighbor, a man, called my parents and told them that a copperhead snake was slithering around the swing set and settled under the shed which was right behind the swing set. Dad called the exterminator and when he looked, he gasped and said there was a whole nest of eggs. Mom then asked me why I had come in, asking why she called my name, sounding so harsh an hour before. I told her I didn't think it was her because the voice sounded older, like a grandmother. She then said, well, looks like you have an angel watching over you. After that happened, I seemed to always have very vibrant, realistic dreams and heard this lady's voice any time it seemed danger was near. Fast forward about 12 years, I was 19, I lived in an older house with a roommate. The house belonged to her grandmother, who was in a nursing home due to advanced Alzheimer's. The room I had was her grandmother's old room. When I moved in, I noticed an extreme peace in the room. About a month later, my roommate and I were talking, and I found out that her grandfather had passed away in that room, in that bed that I was using. Kind of freaked me out a little, but the peacefulness of the room calmed my fears. About another month went by when I started having weird dreams again, but nothing that I could put my finger on. One night I went to bed, kind of late, and fell asleep rather quickly. I had very realistic dreams that night. I went fishing, and I never fished with my little sister. She had fallen into the water and took in a lot of water. I had to rush her to the ER, where the doctors said to keep an eye on her, as she might develop an infection in her lungs and to call 911 if anything was to happen to her. After we got home from the hospital, my sister began to have breathing problems, and then I woke up wide awake, an oddity for me. As soon as I woke up, I had paged my boyfriend back in the day of pagers and began to wonder if anything had happened to my sister. I was about to call and make sure everything was okay when I heard sirens. I thought for sure I had called 911 in my sleep as a child. I would act out my dreams. I paged my boyfriend again, and as the sirens got closer and closer, I tried to think of a logical explanation for the police. I looked out my window to see my street filled with police cars, fire trucks, and an ambulance. Filled with fear, I watched the EMTs walk up to my next-door neighbor's house. I was confused. I watched for an hour and then saw them bring my neighbor out on a stretcher. I worked for the police department. and was the one that uh, filed, away on the, uh, filed away on the 911 reports. so I pulled it up. Reports stated that an unknown woman called at 2.53 about her neighbor that needed medical attention right away. Gave the address and hung up. I went and talked to the neighbor's wife and asked what had happened and she was at a family member's house that night when someone had called and said that he needed help. He had a heart attack and had fallen and couldn't call himself. Once he was released from the hospital, I asked him if everything was okay. He smiled at me and said thank you. I asked him what he meant. He said that when he fell, he called out for help. His old neighbor my roommate's grandfather came to him and said you would be okay and then i'll get help for you he said he watched his old friend walk from his house to my room it faced his living room and the next thing he knew help was on the way Now i don't know if i had just picked up on something or if he knew that i was more perceptive to things happening and would act out on a dream if that were the case then why would the dream be about my sister who's totally fine and nothing wrong with her unless he knew would be the most effective way to get through to me. Either way, my old neighbor lived for many more years and thanked me almost every day for saving his life.
1: So I think that's what it was, that she had the dream about the sister, knowing that um, what the, the ghost of the guy who died in the bed she sleeps in
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, probably knew that was the most effective way to get her to call.
0: It's, it's interesting that... When you think of of ghosts manipulating things, um, you, you almost think of it as like people. Of like, well, what can I do, uh, you know, to manipulate a person mm-hmm. or, or something? But this this concept that that people ghosts that were once walking the earth can somehow get into your dreams to manipulate is is interesting. Yeah, like that. I, I for a long time just kind of reserved for like. Um, you know, the categories of like, oh, demonic type things or Mm -hmm. angelic type things, things that weren't people. Mm -hmm. But it seems more and more we hear stories where it's like, oh, it's almost like you get some sort of telepathic superpower.
1: Maybe this older guy who, you know, was was already dead. Maybe he had become, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the more like guardian angel type ghosts. Maybe that was within his powers. I don't really know. But it's amazing that it happened the way it happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and that hear this poor man that's just had a heart attack having a near-death experience and sees a ghost and it's the ghost who ends up going and getting a message to, you know, her so she can make this call.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder, what's interesting is she said she's the one who files away the 911 reports of going back and pulling that tape because that stuff is usually taped Mm -hmm. and left for a while Mm -hmm. if she thought to do that at the time other than just the report because I would be interested to hear if, if someone told me I did that what did I sound like? Yeah. Did I sound like me conscious or just kind of like zombie ish or, you know, that's yeah. interesting. Or what if they listened to the tape and it was the old man's voice? Yeah. That, that would be, be too even creepier. Interesting story. Thank you for sharing that one. 855 853 4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a call. Hi, you're on the air.
2: Hi, Tony. This is Jill from Kentucky. I've called in a few times now with. A couple different stories but i want to continue on about a story i first called in with that was about the house that i grew up in and it was um my sister and i had seen a little girl around the house a couple times and the house in general was just haunted my dad grew up there him and his brother had things that happened so um anyway when we moved out of that house We sold it to a a young family. They didn't have any kids at the time. Um, They were, I think, a newlywed couple. So we sold it to them. And then we moved out. I was probably eight or so. And then we had came back and visited that house. I think we were just in the neighborhood. And we saw them outside. And I had wanted to go in and just see my old house. So I went in. Nothing really weird happened. Um, I think the couple had just had a child, maybe. I don't know if they had two at that point, but I know they had at least one child at that point. Um, After that, I had never been back in the house. And years later, I ended up seeing this girl who was mutual friends with all of us on Facebook. And um, I looked at her pictures and I thought, oh, my God, that looks really familiar. That looks like my house. And I ended up messaging her and I asked her if that was the address she lived at. And she said, yeah. So. Flash forward a couple more years, the girl, she still lives there. Um, it's a girl, her mom, and I think her brother. And the woman who moved into that house turned out being my dad. Uh, he remarried, and it was his wife's uh, ex-husband sister, so her ex-sister-in-law, I guess. But they remained close. So she lives in my old house. Um, so my my dad... Has since passed away, but I still um, am close with my stepmom, and I still see that woman who is in that house. And I ran into her not too long ago at a church festival, and I, I keep meaning she keeps meaning to have me come into the house because up in the attic there is a chest, and nobody knows what's in the chest. It's been there since my family was there, and. Nobody wants to go back in that room because they're terrified of it and you can't get the chest out because my dad remodeled up there. So there used to be a door in the closet, but he built over that and the chest is too big to get out of the small side door that's there now. So the only thing you can do is go in. Um, But again, nobody wants to. So I am planning on going in there and looking at it eventually, but I'm terrified. But um So I asked her out of curiosity, I said, you know, did anything, does anything weird ever happen in that house? She said, oh yeah, tons. We hear tons of noises all the time and we hear things slamming and um, she kind of brushes it off. I don't think she's, I think she kind of tries to ignore things um, because she doesn't want to believe it's haunted, but she knows it is. But she said that when she moved into that house, the people that we had sold it to, which again, when I wrote how i remember them they were a very nice young couple with a couple of kids um didn't feel anything weird about them but she said that apparently the house had went into foreclosure and that's when they bought it and she had heard that this couple that lived there had a lot of domestic violence cases called in on them and when they got the house and she went downstairs into the basement which is where i have my encounter with the child spirit down there she said that the name Charlie was written all over the walls she just assumed that that was maybe their son and he slept down there maybe that was his playroom and he just wrote his name everywhere which could very well be what happened but I looked up the um, the house records uh, from like the I think it was like 1940 census and um, there was a boy who lived in that house named Charlie um, Charles but I mean I'm sure he went by Charlie maybe and Charles is a really common name, especially for that time period, but it's just kind of odd and it's odd that that family experienced domestic violence. um, Just because I know that often, you know, when there's negative energy, it can kind of result in things like that. That never happened with my family. Fortunately, Um, maybe we, I don't know, we weren't affected for some reason. We just saw and heard things, but so, yeah, um, again, I am planning on maybe going back in there because curiosity does want me to see what's in that chest. But the rational side of my brain is telling me that's probably not a good idea, especially because I have a son and I don't want anything to attach and come home with me because I left that place long ago. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'll see if I'm going to go in there or not. And if I do and anything happens. I will be sure to let you all know. But, um, so yeah, I just thought that was really interesting and wanted to share that. Um, I actually have a story. on right now, cause this is probably getting long, but I recently went to Waverly Hills and, um, some really cool stuff happened while we were there. So eventually I'll call back and kind of give a little, uh, story on what we experienced while we were there. So, uh, thank you. And I'll call back soon. Bye.
0: So should she open the chest?
1: I think my curiosity would be ge- would be getting too much of me. Because what if you open it and there's all these things about Charlie, you know, in mm-hmm. there? I think I just really want to know.
0: Would I mean? Wh- what if she opens it and it stirs the pot? What if it makes Charlie? It could Charlie- be that
1: too. I don't know. I mean,
0: it's like win, lose, or draw. Hmm.
1: I I don't know. It makes you wonder why. It was never, you know, taken out. I
2: well, mean,
1: obviously they can't now because she said because it was remodeled and they can't get it out. But, you know, before that, why was it just left up there?
0: Why has no one opened it yet? I mean, it's been sitting there. A lot of people have seen it. A lot of people have been curious about it. Why has no one just gone? I'm going to open it. Why has this been? So- so
1: she said because everybody's terrified of that room. Nobody likes to go in there at all.
0: So every this must be like an overwhelming feeling Mm -hmm. to to make because i mean i would think of all these people who have passed by this now and and know that it's there and to have not one of them say i'm going whatever your your ghost stories are rubbish whatever you know people are like that you know but to have every single one be like i'm not gonna there's no i'm done i'm good (laughs) i don't know i mean it, it
1: could be pretty bad
0: the only thing I can think of is uh like in a reference to this was the um the Richard and Chattanooga story uh towards the end where he had found that that chest uh, in an attic that pointed to a family member being involved in occult rituals mm-hmm. uh, that he thought may possibly be to be or may relate to um his situation um we never heard what happened after that but um but again it's kind of like because uh, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if that was like, okay. This kind of gives you some answers. Yeah. It kind of gives you some direction of knowing why some things might be happening, or does it stir it up more? I don't know. I don't know either. Let us know if you open that chest. <laughs> be a great live stream. No. <laughs> A lot of people would tune in for that. Uh, thank you for sharing that experience with us. 855 853 4802 if you want to share your real ghost story with us. And of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get all of the bonus material. Five bucks a month is all it is. Get all the bonus material, advanced episodes, commercial free, and more ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.